I will try to be more animated. From Boogie Land Media, this is On Carlson Drive, a dusty little dirt road of memories from the wit and whimsy of Wendy Bonifield. Today's episode, Family Dinner. At my house growing up, I did not talk about personal things around the dinner table. I had an older sister and two younger brothers. If there was going to be a personal conversation, it would be later one-on-one with my mom or dad. I didn't need to involve the rest of my family. Most of the time, it was my mom, anything from the regular management of life to dealing with struggles in school or with friends or siblings. Mom was my sounding board. Dad was there for the occasional deep spiritual conversations. But the dinner table was for eating and managing arguments between my siblings. But now, as a mom with my children, we will talk about all matter of things around the table. Of course, the family dynamics are very different. I have three girls. There are no brothers to bother us. The girls will talk about their preferences in bras, the pros and cons of tampons versus pads, without boy disruptions of any kind. Their dad grew up in a house with three older sisters, and he knew when to sit quietly and to not make eye contact, or actually to join into any conversation so that they would feel like they could talk to their dad about anything. Although I do remember one time when Aaron was just old enough to be asking about the differences between boys and girls, and we were sitting in her room when Randy walked in, only to turn around and walk right back out when she said, and boys have a penis, and we don't. Thanks, Dad, for leaving me to feel that conversation. He later told me that he would let me talk to them about sex, and he would talk to them about baseball. My girls get along much better than my sister and I did growing up, too. I'm sure there are all kinds of reasons for this. The brother thing probably played a role. Lisa, my older sister, and I were vastly different from one another. But I think also I'm going to give my oldest daughter Erin some credit here. Erin was always one to include everyone. In her mind, the more the merrier. So she was not going to exclude her sisters from a conversation or a game. On the contrary, they had to be involved. Now it's true that they most likely had to be involved on her terms, but they were benevolent terms. Randy, my husband, will tell stories of his family growing up. I guess they would also talk about everything at the dinner table, too. Randy has three older sisters and one older brother. It is my understanding that his sisters would do most of the talking, with his brother Bobby not saying much. And Randy, being the youngest, would blurt out bad words or scandalous words just to get a reaction but I am told that dinner conversations at his house were not on the subdued side. Whatever the reason, we have lively conversations at our dinner table. Usually silly, sometimes serious, sometimes mundane, never predictable. For example, this conversation started innocently enough. 
Well, it actually will end pretty innocently, but it will include boobies. Mom, how do we get milk? We get milk from cows. You can get milk from goats, too. Yes, Erin, that's true. All mammals feed their babies milk. At this point, Hannah, who is about seven, grabs her chests and says, That's why we have these. Then she pulls down the front of her shirt and says, Mine just look like polka dots. Mom, how come mine aren't big? Well, they will get bigger when you get older. Now it's Aaron's turn, who is about nine at the time. She looks down the front of her shirt and declares, I don't want mine to get big. They bounce and jiggle when you run. Yes, we will have to make sure we get you a good bra when the time comes. During this conversation, I keep looking at Randy to see what input he might like to give. All he had to say is, stop looking at me. It is not unusual for once eating is over for the dinner table to be turned into a game table. All you need is a crumpled napkin, an empty box, a folded piece of paper, and you can have any kind of game. My favorite is always a good game of empty box volleyball. Of course, when you have a house full of girls, there are always stories about boys and who has a crush on one boy or another. Of course, telling your sisters your crush can get you in trouble, as Grace found out one day in her reading class at school. The reading room was next to Hannah's class, so Grace waved at Hannah. Hannah's teacher saw this and thought Grace was waving at the boy sitting in front of Hannah and said, Oh, Chris, Grace is flirting with you. Hannah immediately spoke up and said, Oh, no, Grace doesn't like Chris. She likes Brandon, who is another boy in Hannah's class. When I said, Hannah, you never tell a sister's crush, she defended herself with, Well, I didn't want people to think Grace liked an ugly boy. So, really, Hannah was only looking out for her little sister. We have our creative moments around the dinner table, too. Many impromptu poems or rewritten lyrics to songs or original songs as well. We have the beginnings of the next Broadway musical about the weather. It's going to rain today. It's going to rain today. Take your umbrella. Stick with your fella. It's going to rain today. There's a winter weather advisory. A winter weather advisory. There'll be wind and snow. It will start to blow. A winter weather advisory. That one seems a little happy for a winter storm, but it's a work in progress. We have uh, we have our pirate names. Aaron's name would be Aaron. Randy's is Captain Buttersmitch. Or my personal favorite, Hannah's pirate name, Alice. Or how about the time Grace had one line in a play and we spent 
a good 25 minutes repeating that line in different accents or inflections. Did you hear? Miss Walker fired Santa. 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 And so forth. I think you get the idea. We also like to take something someone says and repeat that over and over and escalate the emotion each time. For example, I wasn't happy about that. I wasn't happy about that. I wasn't happy about that. I wasn't happy about and so on. (laughs) And the ever-popular, how many different ways can one laugh? Which, of course, only makes everyone truly laugh. We can have serious conversations, changing as the girls have gotten older, deeper, more thoughtful discussions about God and our place in this world. We added politics to the list when they got old enough to vote. Sports was always a subject of conversation, but when Aaron got married and introduced another male to the table, the sports line almost tripled, much to the chagrin of the less sports-minded of the bunch. Needless to say, the time around the dinner table with my family is something I cherish and protect. I'm thankful for the legacy my mother and father instilled in me. Even though we maybe didn't have as lively conversation at my childhood dinner table, dinner together was not an option for any of us, and it never occurred to me that my family would do dinner any other way. I love dinner with my family. 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 Have my three daughters, Erin. Hi. And Hannah. Hello. And Grace. Hi. So we're here to talk about dinner time at the Bonifield household. What do you guys think? I like having dinner. I like having dinner with my whole family because we're all usually separated during the day. Like, on a normal Saturday, Grace is usually, like, up in her room, disappeared. I'm just around. We're all just kind of around. Aaron's usually not here. Every once in a while, we'll all be together for dinner, and it's just fun, and we just get to spend time with each other, and it gives us freedom to be silly. and Yeah, yeah to be together and kind of 
talk about what happened during the day. Right, exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. it was good because it was never a question of whether we were going to do it. And it's not like, oh, I have to sit and eat with my family or oh, I have this thing I have to do. We have to eat quick and be done. It's like we all like sitting and eating and having conversation and and we spend more than just the time we spend eating and we all like to be there. And it's like everything kind of pauses to get to just spend time together. Yeah, that's special. Yeah, dinner time is never an option. It was always something we did. I think just because I made dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Right, but if like me and or Aaron had like a concert or if Grace had something in the evening, you would always make sure that we ate dinner before any of us left. So it's not like, oh, well, I have soccer practice, so I can't come to dinner. It was, oh, Grace has soccer practice. We're going to make dinner before she has to go to soccer practice. Not that Grace ever did soccer practice, but... (laughs) But as an example. But just an example. For like a week. I guess when you were A month. Yeah, when you were a child, baby. (laughs) We still had dinner. (laughs) That's true. We did did eat dinner when Grace was a baby. (laughs) That was a thing we did. Or like if you had someone over, they either left when it was time for dinner or they ate with us. I think that's something that's cool about our dinner at our house too is that people were invited whenever. Like it doesn't matter who was over, they could stay. Like I think that's something that's really cool about our family is that no matter who was here or why or for how long or how well we knew them, like we invited them to dinner and it really didn't change what our dinners looked like. So um, some of the stories that I told you guys, remember those? Do you remember some of those stories? I remember um, Dad brought home like a farting machine a long time ago, <laughs> and we were eating dinner, and suddenly we heard really loud farts. <laughs> and me and Aaron, I don't even know if Grace was around yet, we're just shocked, like, every time. And we were so surprised, and, like, I don't know if we were even laughing. We might have just been shocked because the farts were so loud. But then it ended up being, you know, Dad had this, Part machine. I just remember that being something that was really great. I remember that now too. Yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> so funny. Oh yeah. What else can you guys remember that I didn't put in the story? <laughs> can I, I tell the pants on the ground story? Yes. <laughs> the song or the. <laughs> Well, that might not be a good one for public consumption. <laughs> well, we, it was, it was, we were into American Idol. We always watched American Idol on Tuesday nights. And then, you know, you see on Wednesday night who got kicked off. But it was during the, uh, the like, auditions. I don't remember how old we were. We were probably in. I think we both were in high, high school. school. And somebody auditioned and they sang, pants on the ground, you know, pants on the ground, pants on the ground, looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. I think this is how this came about. Yeah, I think. It is. And we were, it was actually after dinner. I think it was just me and Hannah at the table. Um, and dad was doing the dishes over in the corner and was like singing the song and went to pull his pants down, like as a joke, but like also pulled his underwear down. <laughs> <laughs> and we just were like, <laughs> I think he just was trying to be funny and then and we were laughing and, and then he, and we just screamed. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, that was shocking. I remember 
the conversation we had about how buxom mom was when she was younger. <laughs> yeah, you kept asking dad, dad, was mom buxom? <laughs> buxom. <laughs> and dad had that kind of face when he answered the question. Just like, uh. <laughs> Do what I, I answer say? that? <laughs> <laughs> right. What else? What else can you guys think of? We played hockey, and we made we had soup that night, and so we used the bowls. We put the bowls and the napkin thing and the silverware, and we put it all around the edges of the table. My grandma and grandpa were there one of the times we did that. Yeah, grandma and grandpa were there, and we just we just played hockey around. <laughs> that was a good one because that lid floated nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a tendency to keep. The garbage that worked well <laughs> for those types of games. Yeah, I think we ke- we had like a ping pong paddle. We did something with that, and I think yeah. I kept those in the drawer for quite some time. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things that is reoccurring is that we naturally clear the table. Someone clears the table. I'll get my dish. I'll get Dad's dish, and then. Oh, look, Mom, you have a dish, and Aaron's not usually there. So Hannah is sitting at the table with her plate in front no of her. No one picks up my plate. It, 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 it's like since forever, whenever anyone clears off the table, no one takes my plate. And so whenever the table's cleared, usually my... Well, I think it's usually that, like, Grace or Mom will get up and take each other's plate and then dad usually will get up and he'll take my plate because I sit next to dad and then Hannah's plate is left and then it just became a thing to leave first because it was funny <laughs> right because I would get upset right. but then we went to a restaurant once and the waiter they cleared off the table they cleared the whole table off and left your plate it was so oh so it was Great. Oh she just made this face like, what? She, she just looked at her plate like, look, <laughs> see what's happening here. Serious. <laughs> it's pretty funny to make Hannah mad. I think that was an ongoing game at the dinner table. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> or there was the time that Hannah had milk left in her glass. <laughs> And she just like looked at it and then dumped it into mom's water cup. <laughs> and we all laughed and thought it was hilarious. And then mom took her water cup and splashed it all over Hannah. And it was like a full water yeah. cup. It was, she hadn't even drank out of it yet full. <laughs> and I had just finished my milk and was like, haha, this will be funny. And I just poured it in there. But then mom just looked at me. Picked up her glass and dumped it over my head. Uh, well, um, you've never dumped milk in my water glass again. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think you deserved it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember even talking about it. I remember, though, uh, when I had my first kiss upstairs before <laughs> dinner and came down. He left before dinner, but Dad, like, pretty much walked in on it. Because <laughs> it was time for dinner. So. He started, I remember because he started walk, knocking on the walls up the stairs. He had a feeling. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I don't think playing. we talked about that at dinner time, though. No. Didn't really. um, 
did we did a little it was kind of like did you kiss him and she's like uh, and then we're all like <laughs> oh like it wasn't yeah it, it, we kind of all were like oh like and then and then we kind of moved on and like it wasn't we didn't like stick on it but it was, I remember it being an exciting time. Yeah, we talked about it later. Yeah, I think we talked about it a little later because Aaron was like, "I'm so embarrassed," you know, like it wasn't. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so This episode of On Carlson Drive was produced for Boogieland Media by Randy and Wendy Bonifield. All stories were written, edited, and narrated by Wendy Bonifield. Follow On Carlson Drive on Facebook and Instagram at username On Carlson Drive. Please like, add, friend, and review this podcast wherever you find us. Join us next week for a new episode. Until then, thank you for joining us on Carlson Drive.